welcome along to Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we look at the big questions. We look at the questions that relate to God, faith, religion, and practical everyday living. Uh, this is the program where we look at re- world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You're listening to Hugh Heenan, currently uh, ministering out of Trinity Garden Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide, as well as Faith Adventist Centre in Mawson Lakes, again here in Adelaide, South Australia. And I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you as we explore this week's continued theme related to, well, I guess the practical uh, realities of living in a a world that sometimes is filled with hurt and sometimes is filled with pain. Uh, And this week we have been looking at uh, uh, a series that uh, explores the very real and gritty realities uh, of uh, living in a world where sometimes uh, we can experience different kinds of hurt, different kinds of pain. Now, for those of you who are listening, you think, yeah, that's how I'm feeling right now, then this is the program for you. For those of you who are thinking, well, actually, life's on a bit of a high right now, and uh, I don't know if this is for me, you know what? Uh, it's always good, I think, to explore the reasons for uh, for uh, the experiences that we're, we're having from day to day. And sometimes we're on a high, sometimes we're on a low. Uh, and perhaps the best time to be thinking about, well, how can I uh, recover, how can I remain strong in a time of storm is when it's not stormy. Uh, that's the time to begin to think about these important issues. Because all of us, from one time or one day to the next, uh, will find ourselves, if not the one who's hurting, the one who's helping someone who is hurting. And uh, so this week so far we've looked at rejection. Does it happen to good people? Uh, Can I explain every hurt? And do the faithful always win? That was uh, what we've looked at so far during this week. And uh, tonight on Drive Time Big Q&A, we're diving into does Jesus always still the storm? Not steal it, but still the storm. Bring peace in the face of a storm. And uh, joining me uh, on today's program is uh, my my revered co-host and someone I really enjoy uh, spending time on the radio with and in everyday real life is my good friend Fabiano. Welcome to the program, Fabiano. It's wonderful to have you with us today. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you for having me. It truly is a blessing to be on this uh, radio program and um, uh, an opportunity to really uh, share with um, friends uh, and uh, soon-to-be friends, uh, listeners uh, all across the uh, the country. And uh, thank you for tuning in. I truly do uh, uh, value this time. And uh, uh, to our dear listener, uh, welcome to uh, the the Draft Time program. Yes, uh, we're very excited to have you with us today for what is a really important uh, program, looking at something which is true to all of us. Uh, Sometimes we're hurting, sometimes we're helping someone else who is hurting. And uh, I'd like us to begin, I think, today looking at something that uh, is maybe a little bit off track, but actually I think is right right focused upon where we're headed, and that is uh, something in World Watch. We'd like in this uh, program to to look at events that are happening in the, the religious world, the wider world, and uh, something that caught my attention this uh, this past month uh, is a, a, a well, I guess a an exploration of a really interesting question, and it relates to Disney. It relates to Disneyland. Now, when we think of Disney, we think of maybe a distraction, uh, maybe a uh, 
uh, a way of uh, finding some entertainment or getting away from uh, the hard challenges of life and just enjoying some time out uh, as family and as friends and with children. Uh, or, or maybe it is that it is uh, an anesthetic uh, for the soul. <laughs> and in fact, the question that is asked uh, or has been asked and explored by, by scholars recently is what is religion? And in relationship to that question, some have begun to explore, well, is Disney a religion? Hmm. And I wonder what you think about that, Fabiano. Is Disney a religion? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that uh, for some parents um, who are probably listening, this is uh, a very interesting question. And maybe what I'm about to share might shock a few. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I guess it depends on how we define religion. But I, uh, though I'm not a walking dictionary, uh, my understanding of a religion is uh, that uh, anything that leads us to wanting to revere our worship uh, or behave and practice things in a way that uh, is connected to faith or uh, a belief, a set of belief. Uh, and, and if that... Um, it's true. If, if I understand that, uh, definition correct, uh, correctly, then I would say, yeah. And you would say, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> um, I've been following a ministry called Little Light Studios, uh, Little Light Studios and, um, a ministry by a young man who I uh, had left the church and had gone to Hollywood and, and wanted to make it big, you know, and, uh, but uh, what they found there really, uh, uh, what should I say, uh, it, it, it was very uh, hard to uh, take in. It was just, yeah, it was crazy. Let me, lack for a better word, it was just mind-boggling. And uh, and uh, so they came back and said, hey, no, no, we don't want to go there. And so they started looking at the films that were being produced, the narrative, and uh, looking at, uh, at the pictures, the imageries, the subliminal messages that are hidden in between. And they realized, wow, actually this is what we're seeing in most of the films, especially Disney. They realized that actually there's a some kind of a religion thing happening. The narratives and the stories, uh, they all uh, relate to the theme of the good and evil that is talked about, talked about um, in Scripture, the, the conflict, the great controversy mm. between Christ and Satan. And uh, sadly, they found that um, uh, in the uh, in, in the narratives, usually Disney would like to portray that the good, the uh, sorry, the bad guy is actually the good guy, and uh, uh, that uh, you don't have to follow all the rules. You know, there's those undertones and messages that are weaved in that. So for me, uh, and as a parent, I became very cautious. Not that we've ever, anyways, exposed our children to. Anything of that nature, but I was grateful to see that before I even had children. But that's me. That's my uh, uh, discovery and what I've seen and and, mm. and how I've come to take to take this in it. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there have been a number of uh, religious scholars in in recent years who have yeah. begun to float this question about: Well, is Disney? In fact, is it true to say that in in today's society, in today's modern capitalist society, one might say consumerist society, that mm. there are various forms that religion can take? That 
that goes beyond what maybe we all of us thought uh, only pertained to the traditional forms uh-huh. of, of religion. And just to give us a bit of an idea, a bit of context behind right. some of that, you know, some of what, what's been shared is that whether it's theme parks or you know, whether it's iconic characters or beloved films, uh-huh. you know, Disney has enchanted millions, mm. uh, so much so that there are those who have gone from being childhood fans of Disney to being right. adult Fans. In fact, what sometimes <laughs> called Disney adults. Disney adults, all know, right. And, and, and <laughs> so much so that uh, some have actually had such an intense, sometimes maybe even a magical or, or mystical, some might even say spiritual experience, mm. uh, that their weddings wow. uh, have incorporated Disney, right. uh, the birth of their children, okay. uh, annual pilgrimages. Wow, uh, to, that's to quite interesting. Uh, even ways to mourn the dead. Have incorporated really? Disney. Yeah, there's been funerals where Disney has been involved uh, in those funerals. So mm. when you put it like that, could Disney be its own kind of religion? It certainly seems to have yeah. ritual. Yeah. It seems certainly seems to have practices that <laughs> that border on the the magical or mm. sublime or mm. mystical. Yes. Uh, does that make something in and of itself, you know, nostalgia, ritual, uh-huh. seemingly sacred? Does that make something in and of itself an actual? Religion, uh, mm. and it seems that some people are treating it somewhat yes. that way. That's right. Um, I guess, uh, yeah. What what actually does? You asked a really important question a few moments ago, there, uh-huh. uh, Fabiano. That was uh, sort of asking it out loud. Yes. That was well. What? How does one define yeah. religion? What That's makes right. something a religion? Yeah, yeah, and. I think it really boils down to that. But uh, what you have just shared there, to me. Um, uh, I, I take that, especially when people have taken uh, the next step to, you know, even make pilgrimages, um, and uh, their whole life has been shaped and, you know, around the Disney uh, themes, um, all of that. In my own conviction, then that has become a religion to them, mm. because uh, mm. uh, you know. Religion, um, just quickly looking at it here, is it includes a set of beliefs and worship of a supernatural, uh, a system of faith and worship, a pursuit or interest to which someone uh, uh, ascribes a supreme importance. Uh, and in many ways, those who have revered Disney and uh, has um, made it part of their life so that so much so that they have even um i guess made pilgrimages and uh they they uh, their whole life the way of doing things is it's all shaped by disney and and the worst of all the worst of all in my opinion you know even their um uh burial or funerals uh carry the uh the themes of disney and so forth to me like for better words and best way to express this but truly i see that as a form of worship mm. uh and so therefore as a uh as a religion to some but scripture does say that there is true and undefined religion uh, and scripture does say that there is one faith in ephesians 4 mm-hmm. um and i have no doubt that the enemy would also seek to introduce some counterfeits uh, right. some other forms right. of worships whereby you know uh, everyone then can kind of just uh, say hey all roads lead to rome you so long as you're touching this leg and uh, it's all one and the same thing and I feel that uh, there is that kind of thing happening even mm-hmm. amongst uh, uh, a lot of people, especially now, I guess, one, once again, coming back to the topic. Yeah, what you have just read out to us there, 
with Disney, I would say so. Yes, mm. it is truly a form of religion. Yes, I, I, and I like what you've done there. You, you've highlighted the fact that uh, in terms of how people uh, experience mm. uh, the spiritual or the uh, uh, the mystical uh-huh. uh, and what they consider religion for themselves. Yeah. And yet at the same time, that's very subjective, isn't it? Be- it is. And I think you've done yes. that on purpose, right? Because, <laughs> oh, because yes. there is the subjective, there is the relative, that's but right. the same, by the same token, there is also the objective. Oh, yeah. And, and absolute. And mm. when it does come to religion, I mean, if you go right back to the etymology of the term, yeah. the religion, yeah. uh, you go back to, uh, religare, uh, or, um, to this idea of, uh, a rule, yeah. Uh, of life, uh, uh-huh. by which one lives. And so it actually determines, defines, uh, it uh, guides, it provides mm. wisdom for the living of one's life yes. uh, and has at its core <coughs> um, a, a supreme being. Now, yeah. not, not every religion is. That's true for virtually every religion. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's one exception um, when you think about the ancient world religions. Uh-huh. But even there, there are different sects mm. of that religion, yeah. uh, without getting too specific, that that... Uh, revere higher powers or a higher power, mm. uh, otherwise what we would call in, in our society God. Yes. And so uh, the question has to be asked, well, you know, does Disney, does DC Comics, does Marvel, do all these sorts of uh, enterprises <clears throat> that provide us with something that, that titillates the senses, that provides some entertainment, that uh, has in itself passing or enduring interest, mm. uh, is that really the same thing as devotion, uh, a rule of life that determines the mm. and defines and determines the direction of one's life for that matter as well. And, and one would have to say, well, actually, probably no. Uh, yeah. In actual fact, yeah. uh, uh, there is uh, at the heart of Disney, there is no such thing oh, yes. as a supreme god. A supreme god. That's yeah, th- right. there's, there's characters. Hmm. Uh, and then the question has to be asked: Do we want to, I guess, follow characters? Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, that a human made, or do we want to follow and have in, you know, lived mm. within us the yes. character of the supreme God who made us? That's right. Uh, and so I guess that's really where the, the key questions need to be explored, don't they? Definitely. Um, so from where yeah. I'm sitting, yeah. uh, I agree with you that, that there is certainly something to be said for those people who are living a, a, a relativized, subjectivized experience of religion by, right. by such means. But is it actually a religion? Is it a rule of life? One would have to suggest, well, actually, mm. no, it's a, it's a pale, shallow reflection yes. uh, of uh, true religion. That's right. And and I like the way you've ended it there. Um, there are times where uh, one may not necessarily understand uh, the... Um, uh, the, 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 the core of something. Mm. But in practice, on, uh, uh, and in the way of life, they treat something as if it is, uh, they, they treat something in a certain way, whereas it's actually not what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm getting at here as well. And it is true that, um, um, uh, there isn't a God, um, in Disney, in Disney, for example. But for some people though, they live in a way that, Appears that way. Mm. And that's where mm. I think uh, every individual really has to um, think, uh, evaluate, and ask themselves whether they are leaning in that direction or treating something uh, um, uh, uh, in a way that is uh, contrary to what it really is at, at, at its very core. And so really that's where uh, one has to, I guess, uh, um, um, uh, think and, and decide, yeah. Yes, yes, and and so perhaps a word of caution there. Then, <clears throat> in actual fact, that uh-huh. if we're going to follow something or yes. someone, uh, make it someone 
worthwhile. Mm. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on from there. Interesting topic, and perhaps one that very tangentially relates to where we're headed today. Uh-huh. Because uh, is Disney he, he does it medicate? Does it mm. soothe permanently and cure huh. heartache and pain and and uh, uh, and and an empty hollowness within one's life, or right. does it just simply mask it? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a better, deeper cure yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for the ailments of modern-day living? Mm. And, uh, and so we're going to explore that uh, together today as we look at, does Jesus always still or calm the storm? Uh, but before we do that, we're going to turn our attention towards our sponsors. We want to thank our sponsors and also play a lovely song, a couple of songs actually. Uh, one is Scripture and Song, The Servant's Song, and another one by Casting Crowns, Praise You in This Storm. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Let me be 
welcome back to Drive Time Big Q&A here on your favorite uh, faith-based uh, radio station, uh, something positively different here at Faith FM. And uh, with me in the studio today, I, I have with me uh, a very good friend, Fabiano. Fabiano, it's great to have you with us. Oh, sorry, thank you. <laughs> there, there you are. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's great to have you with us, Fabiano. Amen. And do you know what else? Uh, you might have heard me before the break. There, we, we went to that song, a lovely song, by the way, uh, about living life in the real world as fellow servants, as helping each other uh, mm. bear and to carry the load. Uh, we talked about uh, casting crowns. One of my favorite groups, actually, uh-huh. uh, a great musical group. Uh, maybe we'll just hold on to that. I changed my mind. We'll hold on to that towards <laughs> right. the end of the program and no we'll, we'll anticipate uh-huh. uh, what's to come. Now. Um, before we carry forward into our, our study time today, I right. uh, just wanted to bring to the attention of our listeners in relationship to this whole question of, of uh, suffering and of hurts and, and pains in the real world and how we relate to that, uh, the question uh, that needs to be asked is, sorry, <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, does that help? Yes. That's better. Yeah. All right. Now that's good. You, you couldn't hear me for a second. No, no. Yet. I was wondering, is it really coming through? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. all right. That's good. Okay. Well, as long as our listeners can hear us as well. Wonderful. And we trust that you can. Uh-huh. So uh, we have a very special offer that we'd like to share with you today. Uh, that offer is a book by David Marshall. It's called Courage for the Tough Times. Mm. And you know what? The tough times, if you're not uh, enduring them now, they're still to come. And so we all need courage for the tough times. And uh, if, to get your free copy of this book, uh, all you need to do is to code uh, send your code word SA130. Send the code word SA130. Three zero to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. That is text the code word SA one thirty to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and that book, Courage for the Tough Times, will be yours. Now, uh, look uh, at the moment. Uh, there's there's uh, yeah, there's there's tough times and there's terrific times. Yes, there might be some of you who are experiencing. Uh, the terrific goodness of God in the tough times. And I must say that at the moment, uh, I've just been absolutely amazed by, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, Fabiano, the presentations that have been shared by uh, Gary Webster. Yes. Uh, wonderful presenter. Definitely. Uh, and of course, he launched yes. Prophetica just this last uh, weekend mm. uh, in Glandor, uh, yes. there at 25 Naldera Street. Uh, and likewise, he did the same thing at yes. Mawson Lakes on the northern side of town mm. at uh, the Denison Center at Garden Terrace, Mawson Lakes. That's right. Uh, now, he's going to resume with further presentations. This man, he's, he's an amazing articulate presenter. He, he has degrees in religion, in science, in history, and in archaeology. I mean, multidiscipline. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And uh, he weaves it all together fantastically. Mm. Uh, I, I was uh, absolutely, uh, uh, well, I was going to I was going to say uh, smitten uh, right, by right. what I was hearing but but certainly uh, I was uh, spellbound by by mm. what he was sharing and wow. of course it's very multimedia as well yes. big screen and all the like so yes. uh, I want to encourage our listeners if you are thinking what am I going to do with myself tonight yeah. make your way down <laughs> to if you're in Adelaide make yes. your way down to the Mawson Lakes Denison Center to the mm-hmm. Denison Center there in Mawson Lakes yes uh, 7:30 tonight and tomorrow night on Friday night make uh-huh. your way down to um, 25. 25 now there. There at Glendor, right. at the Glendor right. Community Center. Uh, and what time is that? Uh, 7 p.m. He, he'll be starting 7 p.m. At 7 yeah. p.m. in that instance. In that instance, yeah. At 7.30 tonight okay. at uh, Mawson Lakes at the Denison Center. And do you know the good thing about these times? There's no peak hour. Yes, so, that's so, true. So you can have your dinner. 
yeah. and just you know go to Mawson Lakes and uh, um, if for any reason you're unable to make it well tomorrow at uh, uh, Glendora Centre mm. and uh, good timing I think very yeah. good timing and in fact it relates closely to what we're discussing here tonight because uh-huh. uh, the first presentation is all about probably the most amazing in fact I think definitely the most yes. amazing prophecy Yes. In the Bible. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of amazing prophecies, isn't there, Fabiano? This is probably the most amazing (laughs) prophecy in the Bible. He's going Mm. to explore that with you tonight. And if if you have questions about, you know, the the realities of God, come along because I I would uh, challenge anyone to continue to struggle with that question after hearing that presentation tonight. So a fantastic Mm. presentation. Then followed by uh, the question of why suffering? Yeah. Why suffer at all? Mm. Uh, And and so he's going to be exploring that uh, tonight. Right, well, Courage for the Tough Times, code word SA130, send your code word SA130 to text it through to 488 and that book, Courage for the Tough Times, can be yours. But, uh, yes, tough times will come. Fabiano, uh-huh. uh, help us understand this question. Does Jesus always calm the storm? Yeah, that's a, a very good question, and... There's another question that is related to that, which many people tend to ask themselves. Um, why do uh, good people tend to suffer? Um, you know, if, if I'm following Christ and I'm doing everything that the Bible says, then I shouldn't go through, you know, these difficult times. Uh, very important questions and real questions because those questions are coming from people who are experiencing the reality of life and so um, first and foremost let me say hey if you are caught in the thicket of life and you cannot uh, and you're struggling to um, uh, find answers uh, Jesus cares if there's anything that I want to share tonight is that he cares um, and um also, uh, if you find yourself in a very, uh, um, physical, uh, phys- physical, uh, uh, situation, what I mean by this is, uh, in a, in a difficulty where, uh, there's physical, um, things involved, seek out for help. Um, but, um, keep this in mind. Jesus cares. And let us start with, uh, the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 14. In Matthew chapter 14, we will read uh, verse 22 to 25 to begin with as we seek to understand mm. whether Jesus always calms the storms. And here we are referring to the storms of life, the challenges of life, the issues of the uh, of life, and um, the difficult things that we have to endure. Um, and so does Jesus always just... You know, make our paths straight and smooth and, you know, is, you know, does coming to Christ means, mean that, um, you have, uh, just a glamorous life, like for a better way of express, of expressing this. But is that really, uh, let's, let's find out what scripture has to say. Uh, let's start with a familiar, uh, once again, uh, story of, uh, Jesus and the disciples there in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, uh, to 25. Uh, we read the following words. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he uh, sent the multitudes away. Verse 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went upon a mountain by himself to pray. I want to just quickly pause there. Prayer is important. Mm. If Jesus prayed 
Uh, we ought to pray even more. You say, why? Why do you say that? Well, Jesus came from heaven. Yes. Uh, he knew and understood everything that was happening, but yet still found time to connect with God. In fact, sorry, necessary, because other gospel writers actually say that he spent the night in prayer. Uh, there is uh, power in yes. uh, spending uh, 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 time in prayer. Yes, it doesn't have to be in the night, but the night, the good thing about the night is that you can spend an un, uh, uninterrupted time and you can forego uh, things that you hold to be uh, important, such as sleep, and just to say, Lord, I'm willing to forego these things and just spend this time with you. Mm-hmm. I, I believe there is, there is that is very important. So, uh, verse 23, and when he has sent the multitudes away, he went upon the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed, uh, tossed, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Verse 25. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Um, and so, in fact, let me read verse 26 as well. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Let me jog your memory here, Pastor Hugh. The fourth watch of the night. Mm. Roughly what time could that be? Yeah, that's a good question. The fourth watch of the night was customarily the last watch of the night, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, and they would take it in tranches of every three to four hours. That's right. Or, or at least yes. every two to four hours. Yeah. And, uh, so that would be just before dawn. Exactly, just before dawn. Yeah. So imagine Jesus and his, well, Jesus is praying, mm. uh, 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 on the mountain. His disciples are already on the boat in the middle of the sea. In fact, uh, when you read the story, you find that they were actually very close to where they were heading. Um, so f- far, further into, into the journey that they're supposed to be taking. Mm. Um, and, uh, um, um, around maybe, um, I'm just assuming here, maybe, let's say around maybe 4 a.m., for example, right? Well, or 5 a.m., yes. uh, just before dawn. So, um, it is pitch black. It is terrible night. And, uh, <laughs> they are there by themselves. Yes. And the worst thing that could happen to you is once again, finding yourself, uh, uh, in the middle of angry waves. Mm. You can see them rise, beating and tossing the boat to and fro. And, uh, you can imagine, uh, on one instance, you almost fell into the sea and you are holding to that boat so tightly and you're praying and you probably, uh, you know, uh, uh, crying out loud, you know, Lord, help me, Lord, help us. That is the situation that the disciples found themselves in. And so as we think about this, obviously we could say, Hey, where was Jesus? You know, why, why, why? Couldn't he see them? Couldn't he mm. hear them? Uh, well, first and foremost, I want to just pause right there and take you back a few pages back in Matthew chapter 8. We read of another instance similar to this, uh, Matthew chapter 8, and uh, we'll pick it up from verse 23 to 27. It says, Now when he got into a boat, his disciples follow, uh, followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But 
he said to them, why are you, why are you fearful? Oh, you, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Mm. Verse 27. So the man marveled, saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? They were amazed. They were astounded. Is that the best way to put it, Pastor Hughes? They, oh, I think you're right yeah, on that. They, yeah, they, 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 they just couldn't believe what they had just witnessed. Mm. I mean, a few seconds later, they were they 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 said themselves that they were perishing, right? But uh Jesus at his command, his words alone could just on an instant calm the sea. Mm. What we, we've never seen that before, right? <laughs> That's right. This is amazing. This is a person to truly stick by. Astonishing. Uh, exactly. Yes. And so that was the experience they had before the experience which we are now studying. That's right. So one they uh one thing we could get we can get from this is that first and foremost they knew what Jesus could do. Uh and they've been in this situation before and uh, so they knew that truly they needed Jesus at this time. Just like many of us, we've seen the hand of God and there are testing times now that comes to us and we say, "Lord, I need you. I need you right now. Just please. You've done A, B, C, D uh, in my life. I, I've seen your hand work. Please, Lord. Please, this time. Mm. We've all have been, uh, we've been there before. Yes. And yet this time, yes. Jesus isn't in their boat. He isn't in their boat. Ooh. And so, yeah, <laughs> as we've read there in, 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 in uh, chapter 14, he's mm. up in the mountain uh, praying, uh, and you would wonder, um, yeah, like the question that I had posed before, didn't he know? Couldn't he see? I mean, he was able to do all these great things. Well, once again, I would like to uh, uh, share what uh, I've discovered from the other gospel writers. Um, I believe it was Mark. I should have noted this down, but I believe it was Mark who says, who says that uh, he was aware of what was happening. In fact, let me make sure that this is so. In Mark chapter 6, verse 45 to 52, um, it says here, um, in fact, we could pick it up from um, verse 46. And when he has sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now when the evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the, on the land. Then he saw them straining at rowing, for the wind was against them. Now by the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And so, yeah, he was aware. Right? He was aware. But please, uh, don't miss this important lesson. There are times that um, you or me uh, will feel that uh, or will experience that um, we are very close to God. We are close to Jesus. Everything is going well. We can see the hand of God. Many of us have been there before. But there are other times I'm placing myself in the in in the shoes of the disciples. There are other times. Yes, we've seen Christ do the miracles. We've been with Him. We know Him. We speak of Him. But there are other times where He feels uh, distant. We can sense that separation. Uh, if we are all honest, I don't know about you, my dear listener, but if we are honest, we've been there before. <laughs> where we can, where we 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 just sense or we just feel that Jesus isn't that near like before 
So what we see happening in the lives of the disciples at this instance, uh, we go through those uh, episodes from time to time. So I hope we, you can relate here. But yes. what's important uh, from what we have just read there in Mark uh, chapter 6, Jesus was aware. He knew. And please, I hope you have caught the, uh, the message here. He understands. He's aware. And so, let's continue. Now, from uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 26 to 29, we read uh, these words from 26 to 29. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, so now he's coming to the disciples, uh, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost! <laughs> and they cried out, of, uh, out for fear. Uh, verse 27, 27, But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Uh, and verse 28, And Peter answered him and said, you know, temptuous uh, Peter, uh, he said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Uh, verse 29, so he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water uh, to go to Jesus. Um, and we'll pause it right there. So once again, here's a second point, uh, uh, something to think about. Jesus is coming to them. The uh, waves are so strong. Uh, uh, they're crying out, you know, uh, for their dear lives and they're so terrified. As Jesus is walking on the water, I wish I would have been there. I wonder whether they could actually, I mean, if they wouldn't, if they wouldn't have been in a similar, in that, in that dreadful uh, experience, whether they could have, have actually just discerned uh, his face or maybe could actually tell by the way he walked. Mm. I wonder whether the situation at that time kind of blinded them mm-hmm. to Jesus. I wonder, just something yes. for you to think about, my friend. I just wonder, but they see him. And they mistaken him for a ghost. So obviously that made them even more fearful, right? I mean, you can't run, you can't run, you can't get out, right? And so it really heightens the situation. But what's interesting is that, um, when he finally speaks to them, um, what I like about Peter is that, yes, he's tempestuous Peter as we know him, but, or impetuous Peter as we know him, but he is very quick to respond. Uh, and so he responds and he says, Ah, oh, if it is you, Lord, command me to come to you. And so he comes and then, uh, um, and he starts walking on water. But what does he do next? He, uh, scripture, if we, if we continue reading, he takes his eyes off Jesus and he trusts in himself and he has confidence in what he's doing and immediately he starts sinking. I wish we had time we could delve into that, but I want you to uh, pick this, uh, or at least pay, pay attention to these words in verse 30 and 31. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, right? He was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. Where did, so as he took his eyes off Christ, maybe he started thinking, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got this. I'm walking on water. <laughs> but then he also looks at the winds, right? He looks at the waves. And immediately he's filled with fear once again. And so I don't know about you, my friend, but for me, as I'm thinking about this story, I'm seeing episodes of having an experience with Jesus, but in an instant at the same time forgetting what Jesus is able to do or that he's even near or, or, or forgetting that he has, he has, he has actually just performed a miracle. You know, in the life of, of Peter, we can see that in that instance, in that episode, we can see that. He's right there. He's walking on water, but yet he's looking at, 
I don't know about you, my friend, but have you been in that situation? Despite of the miracles that Jesus is doing in your life, but you're just fixing your eyes on the wrong things. And uh, I don't know, but I've been there many a times. Oh, yes. This is the reality. We are still human beings. Uh, we, we, we are still living in the flesh. Um, and uh, we will be fearful, we'll be terrified uh, by many things, but Jesus is aware uh, why he was still in the mountain, he could see what was happening. When he was coming down to them, when he called Peter out of the boat, he was still right there. And so Jesus is always near. I believe that many a times uh, we are the ones who take our eyes off Christ. And now, understandably so, many a times the challenges of life can be great. Um, and uh, they can be um if I could borrow that word, they can be so severe, yes, that, you know, to the point where uh, 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 unless if God helps us, we struggle to maintain uh, uh, that focus. And it is in that time where I believe we need to be praying even more. Uh, it is in that time where I believe that we need to um, draw from the, uh, the the spiritual practices that uh, uh, we would have been practicing all along. You know, that devotional time really strengthens us and helps us for difficult times such as those. Um, just because you know Jesus, just because I know Jesus or have uh, been with Jesus, it doesn't mean that... Um, uh, cannot be challenged. It doesn't mean that test won't come to us. In fact, uh, the Holy Spirit just impressed me now with a, with, with a text, um, which wasn't part of my script, but here it is. One that is worth remembering. First Corinthians 13. Now let me see if I remember the verse. Um, uh, okay. I'm going off script, but, um, for a good reason. Uh, it is the text that says, um, there's no temptation that has come to you. Um, First Corinthians ten thirteen. Ten thirteen. Okay, there you go. You, you can see that the thirteen part was there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. And so, the First Corinthians part too. <laughs> exactly. So no temptation, uh, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Mm. But God is faithful, mm. who will not allow you to be tempted. Beyond, that is the keyword, beyond yes. what you are able, right? But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Mm. God is aware. God understands. God sees what you're going through. And uh, he will not allow you to go through things that will break you. If you are going through something that is difficult today, it is because God also is aware and understands that actually you are stronger. You are able to endure. And um, uh, he has also provided a way of escape. Mm. Once again, if there's a lesson that I'm getting out of this for myself, and I hope it is for you as well, let's keep our eyes focused on Christ. Let us understand that. This can only make us stronger. Uh, in fact, uh, this is this is a, a uh, uh, this is not something that uh, is here to break us. Because uh, if it was, then God would have intervened and you know and and would have done something uh, uh, to really uh, take that away out of your life. You know, life is full of those lessons, and sometimes uh, we have to go through those. Now, I, I want to also quickly say that. Um, there are people who go through difficult things 
and um, I don't want to undermine, or if that's uh, if that's the best way to put it, I don't want to say that what you are going through uh, for some of you, or what you will go through, that this is just uh, God, you know, throwing a lesson out of, uh, uh, mm. out in your life. I I do believe that the enemy also throws things in our way. I yes. do believe that the enemy is also trying to uh, wager with your life. I do believe that the enemy, and we see this. In a classic story, the story of Job, I do believe that the enemy is also uh, trying to do everything possible to derail you. But the good news is God is aware. And the fact yeah. that he's aware of this, I believe that uh, uh, we can gain strength and courage. Uh, and so when we do go through those things, let us remember that uh, God is still with us. Amen to that. Yeah, thank you so much for that. That was a very insightful unpacking of the passage there to help us understand that there are times where Jesus will calm the storm, he'll bring the storm to a close, but there yeah. are other times where the storm keeps raging on. Yeah. But Jesus, though he seems absent, he is yeah. never too far away, and he's coming. That's towards right. us. In That's fact, right. he's never too far from any one of his children who are going through a storm. And I'm so yes. glad that uh, we've been able to share a little uh, of a reminder to those of us who've heard heard this wonderful story, what Jesus did for the disciples, what he'll do for us today as well. Yes. Uh, and we really want to encourage our listeners today with our free giveaway mm. along the same lines, because yes. uh, the giveaway today is a very special book. Uh, the giveaway is uh, Courage uh, in the Storm. Mm. I think I've got that right. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, Oh, it looks like I've got a, a frozen, a frozen screen. screen here. Oh, there we go. Yes. Yeah, so courage for rather the tough times, courage for the tough times by David Marshall. Mm. And if you want to uh, get your hands upon that uh, free book, then simply text that code word SA130 uh, to 048880811. That's SA130 to 048880811. Double one, and that uh, free giveaway, courage for the tough times, because those tough times yeah. will come. Oh, they will come. They will test you. Yes, they will tempt you. Yes. but Jesus is ready and Amen. willing to provide us with a way out. And what a wonderful text you took us to uh, there a few moments ago, uh, Pastor Fabiano. So, hey, just uh, just now we want to uh, turn our attention towards a lovely song that speaks to that exact experience. Mm-hmm. It is well with my soul. Amen. When peace like a river attendeth my way When sorrows like sea billows
Even in the times of storm, it can be well with our soul. There can be times where it seems like the storm is about to, to, to tear our peace away from us, but we can cling tight to the one who's with us in the storm and uh, find peace even in uh, those times. Well, I have here with me in the studio uh, my, my great friend Fabiano. Pastor Fabiano, uh, you've been sharing with us a fantastic uh, study of uh, Matthew, uh, and uh, in particular chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Three, encourage our listeners to go back over that text. Yes, uh, but uh, are there some final thoughts you want to share with us about about Jesus and the peace that can be ours with Him, even oh, yes. in the storm? Amen. Uh, first and foremost, let me also uh, say that you can look at this um, uh, passage or study in a different way as well. In that Jesus was also training His disciples uh, on the journey of endurance. Um, scripture does say that. Um, Second Timothy three twelve that uh, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Yeah. Endurance is one of those things that uh, we must learn as Christians. Uh, church prophetically, the Bible does say in Daniel chapter seven, the Book of Revelation, that uh, truly the, we will go through that episode as well as a people of faith, uh, and so we must uh, learn that and practice endurance. Uh, but here are two texts the Bible promises. Jesus says in John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your heart, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then Isaiah 43 to, uh, verse 2, God speaking to ancient Israel, which I believe is the same message for us today. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Notice the Bible doesn't say you, I, 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 I will not allow the, uh, you to go through the waters. When you, uh, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, let that sink in. You will walk through the fire, right? You shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Let me finish with this uh, quote uh, from uh, the book Desire of Ages, page 382. It says, when trouble comes upon us, how often we are like Peter. We look upon the waves instead of keeping our eyes fixed upon the Savior. Our footsteps slide and the proud waters go over our souls. Jesus did not bid Peter come to him that he should perish. He does not call us to follow him and then uh, forsake us. Fear not, he says, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by my name. Thou art mine when thou passest through the waters. And so he, uh, Alan Watt quotes the, the verse. So may God be with you, bless you, and, 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 and may you remember that Jesus is ever with you. Amen. And just a reminder, uh, our, our key um, giveaway today, our free giveaway is Courage for the Tough Times. Great book. Uh, text your code word SA130 to 048 That's uh, SA130. Text it through to 048 And that free giveaway. Courage for the Tough Times is yours. I've been very encouraged today listening to what you've had to share with us uh, there, Fabiano, and I'm sure our listeners have been as well. Well, uh, well, I hope this song will encourage you as well uh, as our word from our sponsor. uh, But Casting Crowns praise you in this storm. What a Mm -hmm. great way to close our program today. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. sure by now God you would have reached out and wiped our tears away 
stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say amen, and it's still raining. But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the
Praise you.